Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It is 107 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now on a day in which the Edmonton Oilers assigned six players to Bakersfield. Two are on NHL contracts. That's Ostap Safin along with Nolan Vesey, who was uh, picked up in a trade. Uh, Pete Shirelli taking a swing there. Uh, four players on AHL deals. Defenseman Vincent DeHarnay, Luke Esposito, who I thought looked okay down the middle. Defenseman Jake Kulovich and centerman Bo uh, Starrett, whose uh, brother Shane was uh, solid in goal last night for the Edmonton Oilers. In this hour, David Staples from the Edmonton Journal and the Cult of Hockey blog. We will hear from Edmonton Oil Kings GM Kurt Hill, as well as Joe Kim Nygaard, the uh, Swedish forward the Oilers brought in. We will tell you that we also uh, had Rich Winter on the show in the first hour, along with Brian Lawton, Angie Jones, and myself down here in Ford Hall, where the Oilers alternate jersey available exclusively at the Oilers store. It's a Ford Hall pop-up store open noon to 7 here at Ford Hall. Men's, women's, youth sizing available. Lots of player options, but David Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Nurse, Neil, Clefbaum, and Cassian. Lots of alternate Jersey merchandise to go with the jersey, along with other new merchandise to help fans get ready for the season. Second hour of Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting door-to-door sales reps. Digitex, you're all in one convenient location at digitex.ca. Uh, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. We've got a very busy show. We'll try to squeeze some texts in late. Heartland Ford with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory out in Fort Saskatchewan. And guests on the show receive good certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South Town, Town Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. Just before we bring David Staples in, this is Oilers President of Hockey Operation, Ken Holland, the GM of the team, talking about Connor McDavid. You know, first off, the doctors are making the final decision. Uh, secondly, um, we're going to err on the side of caution. Um, but obviously, if the doctors sign off and Connor wants to play, um, then we'll, we'll, we'll play preseason. Is there a chance he could play next week? There's a chance. I think we will. It, we need to uh, run off another four, five, six days, and then uh, we'll see. So I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. I think we're pretty optimistic for opening night. Um, does he play a preseason game? We'll know here. We'll get to Kelowna. We'll practice, and then we'll make the determination. I know he's going to see, talk to some doctors. We got to do some things, get some pictures, and then ultimately, it's the doctor's final say. 
That is Oilers VP and General Manager Ken Holland talking about Connor McDavid. And I would suggest the news is pretty good. As we head off to a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. And David, I don't know about you, but I know for about three months, basically June, July, and August, every day guys were tweeting at me saying, oh, I'm concerned McDavid's not going to be ready till November or December. Uh, suffice to say... Maybe no news is good news, but the news we're getting has been pretty good, hasn't it been? Thank God for modern medicine, Bob. Like, remember Bobby Orr's career, like, series of knee injuries. And, and, and it wasn't just the knee injuries. It was the surgery back then. Right. But the surgery they have now is just so much better and gets these players back. And as McDavid says he can't tell the difference between his legs. So is there a better thing to hear from a player than that? Like, he's good well, to go you, I mean, like, I can tell you, watching him skate each day, it doesn't it to me I can't notice I don't notice the difference from like to me there's no difference he looks in fact if anything he looks more explosive the first day I saw him in the captain skates he had like four breakaways in a span of about nine minutes now I know it's not a highly intense practice and you know super competitive one-on-one compete drills but the explosiveness was there you'd have to be uh, you know <laughs> Anyways, bottom line is uh, he's he's pretty special, and it's it, it's it, it's a good sign. So, David, for you on the call to hockey block, what what are the biggest questions? Uh, you know, we're a week in a preseason now. What sort of themes are you guys between you and uh, uh, Kurt Levins and Bruce McCurdy? And I I mentioned you three specifically because uh, you know you guys do have done the majority of the writing on the call to hockey over the last couple of years. What are the biggest storylines uh, here in training camp and in early in preseason? Uh, I think all of us, Bob, have been kind of, and it's just two game, preseason games in, but I think we've all been kind of blown away by the amount, the, the different kind of game that the Edmonton Oilers are playing right now. It's kind of like the Todd McClellan and Ken Hitchcock were both heavy hockey coaches, heavy hockey advocates, and what we're seeing now is the kind of Detroit Red Wings puck possession game and the orders have talked about puck possession in the past but we it's kind of astonishing to actually see it it's it's kind of i don't know if you're getting the same feeling but it's kind of a weird feeling watching the orders play like who are these guys passing the puck around making smart plays in their own zone working the puck sometimes up the middle of the ice uh, to get it out of their zone making three four five combination passes to get it out of their zone i mean in the game one, I saw Matt Benning get the puck behind the net, and he panicked, and he rimmed it off the boards, and it was icy, and I thought, oh, geez, there we go again. But for the rest of the game, Matt Benning, to his credit, he had his head up, his eyes up, and he was making uh, passes up the middle of the ice uh, to break the puck out. Now, these are early preseason games, and we're not seeing the same uh, puck possession against real NHL teams, but... Man, that was encouraging. And, and and so then I was wondering, okay, can Darnell Nurse, who had some struggles puck moving last year, how's he going to do? How's Adam Larson going to do? And I was really encouraged by, by Nurse's game. He was moving the puck quicker than he was last year as well. So um, the system that, that uh, Tippett and Playfair have brought in seems to be the players are, are, are grasping it and they're running with it. So that's a, a hugely refreshing. Good. Five-man attack, five-man back. That's something that Dave Tippett brought up with an event with uh, Jack Michaels, myself, and uh, Ken Holland and Oilers' new CEO, Tom and Selmy, when we were down in Red Deer. Uh, uh, less separation between the defense and the forwards, David, which makes it easier. Uh, certainly deployment of middle zone breakout. 
You know who was coaching middle zone breakout back in the late 1960s, David? I think you got a little bit of hint on this one, but I think you know who we're talking about here. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go. Let her rip. Well, you, we were talking earlier today, Bob, so you told me. So you, you're the Oh, guy. I'm like, look, Claire Drake was playing, like coaching middle zone breakout as a breakout option in the 19, late 1960s at the U of A. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, and and it, the Oilers at one time had guys coaching their, their farm team that did not want defensemen that were offensive puck-moving defensemen in the Western League that had joined them to make plays. They just wanted the glass hammered high and off the glass, right? And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I think now the other thing is you got to have the type of actual physical tools in your de- – I think some of it is coached, but you've also got to have a different dimension. And, you know, they opened up a spot, David, on defense by buying out Sekra, who, frankly, I concern, I was concerned was going to be a sitting target for four checkers in the league because I thought he'd lost his explosiveness because of the combination of the injuries. And so we, there's an opportunity for a couple other types of defenders. And, and you know what? We might not see Bouchard here at the start of the year. We probably oh, I don't, won't. I don't, I don't think so. I think we're going to see. Larson made a big or Parson made a big impression, excuse me. People compare him to, to Larson if he doesn't turn out to Philip uh, Larson. Uh, but but uh, Joel Parson made this huge impression. You know, he just, he's, he's not particularly fast. He's not particularly big. But he's a clever, clever, clever player. And, and, and it's just one game in, of course. And, but, you know, like he, he just, you know, Oiler fans were always comparing uh, players to old players. And he just, he just suddenly reminded me of Darmy McIver. Like, that kind of smarts on the ice can go a long way for a hockey player. So I, yeah. I think you're right, Bob. I think we're going to see. But the big question is, how are players like Chris Russell and Adam Larson and Darnell Nurse who all had their struggles quickly, rapidly, efficiently moving the puck, especially Russell. You know, he was an off-the-boards type. How are they going to adjust to this new system? And uh, we'll see. Right? You know, are other players going to shoot ahead of them in the lineup? And Matt Benning is in, in the same cap of struggle to move the puck quickly. So are we going to have some other younger defensemen kind of in an exciting fashion seize, not just seize like one guy make the roster, but maybe a couple of them move ahead of some of the veterans on the roster. And I don't think we're going to see that early in the season, but we might see that as the season develops. Oh, there's no question. You know, I I could foresee a scenario where the 6-7, the two new defensemen are Joel Person and William Lagason, okay? Which yep. means that Bouchard, Bear, and Jones in particular, because Sam Marukov's, you know, I, I mean, it'd be he he had a good game last that. night, but he's 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 a ways away. A uh, those guys, there. yeah, those guys all get more, you know, ice time down in the uh, minors. Uh, but I could see Bouchard coming up the forty game mark at some point and pushing somebody out. And you know, clearly a huge advantage for Person to start right away with Clefbaum, but he's also twenty five and he's also on a one way ticket. Um, we, I don't know if you heard the conversation with Rich Winter because we don't have a lot of information on Bertasov. He's on the ice right now. This is a, a unique time for a guy to come in on a PTO. Um, and, I, I, and I guess we'll see. But Rich's other client is Thomas Yurko. And he did have uh, a very intriguing night last night for the Amazoners, David. Yeah, and here's what I like. And here's the other thing that we're hearing from, from readers and, and older fans are talking about is you know, we're, it's hard to know what the identity, identity of this team is going to be, but I think it's going to be what we're seeing is hungry hockey. And, and that's, in a certain level, by design. Yeah, they didn't have money to bring in veterans, but, you know, in the past they've spent a lot of money on kind of centers, fourth-line, third-line centers in their 30s who are making a lot of money, like Eric Belanger, Brodziak, not a lot of money, but 
two years of term, Boyd Gordon, Mark Letestu. And, and I think really the idea for your fourth line center should be bring in the next Kyle Brodziak, not, not the fading Kyle Brodziak or the fading Eric Blanche, but find the guy who's about 25, 26, 27, like Colby Cave or like Yurko. Yurko's not a center, of course, or like uh, Gaetan Hawes or like even Riley Sheehan, the guy who, who's desperate to make his next or his first million dollars, Patrick Russell. And the owners this year have all of these hungry forwards who are really starting to compete for that job because they're looking imagine you could make a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars in the minor or you could you can be on your track to making your first and then your second and your third million dollars in the nhl and the owners have all of these hungry guys and we're seeing that in these games yeah david uh it's going to be interesting uh with gaytan haas because you know i'm going to be intrigued to see he signed a deal um you know I don't think it went great for him in the first game, and time will tell on that front. So uh, it, it didn't go that well, Bob. And, and the same with so Bertasov, you mentioned, but he's in the same category of a, a hungry player. Yeah. Like he would have, he would have earned some money playing in the KHL. But all these guys coming from Europe, Nygaard, Haas, and, and Bertasov, um, you know, who knows how they're going to do because they're adapting to the North American game. If one of them can make the Oilers roster and help out, then it was worth the bet on all three of them, obviously, because that's what you're looking for. And, and Nygaard's obviously the best bet. David, we'll do this every couple of weeks, okay? Tell Thanks, us, Bob. Good to talk yeah, to hey, you. Tell, no, tell, us, tell everybody about the Cult of Hockey website, how people can follow it. Uh, go to the Edmonton Journal. Uh, just Google Cult of Hockey, most popular uh, Oilers uh, fan blog on the Internet right now. Can't miss it. Great stuff. Thanks, David. Thanks, Bob. It is one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. 20 in Edmonton. We will be back with NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing when we return. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 123 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer live in location. We're in Ford Hall where the Oilers' alternate jersey available exclusively at the Oilers Ford Hall pop-up store every day from noon to 7 this week. It includes men's, women's, youth sizing available. Lots of player options, including McDavid, Drysettle, Nugent Hopkins, Nurse, Neal, Clefbaum, and Cassian. We do not have the Patrick Garland Oilers jersey. Our old friend who used to do the team services just walking by here. Great guy. Uh, We will tell you lots of alternate jersey merchandise to go with the jersey along with other new merchandise to help fans get ready for the new and upcoming season. It's interesting just listening, uh, you know, having that conversation with David Staples from the Cult of Hockey and where the Oilers are at and, um, you know, got to grind. Ken Holland loves the grind. Constantly looking at ways to improve the team, and they've created greater. There was limited mechanisms because of the cap challenges that the Oilers had, but I think it's not lost in anybody that they've at least built a little bit greater depth. They're trying to play differently. Everybody wanted to play like the Detroit Red Wings back in the 2000s. I mean, they played the way everybody else in the league wanted to play. 
to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, being uh, building tailored branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time, every time. Elite promotional marketing. Back of the studio, the grinder himself, Brendan Escott. I appreciate it, Bob. The Kings signing free agent D-man Ben Hutton to a one-year $1.5 million deal. The 26-year-old former Canuck had five goals and 15 assists over 69 games for Vancouver last year. Elsewhere, the Hurricanes signing their 2019 first-rounder Ryan Suzuki to a three-year entry-level deal. That'll pay him $832,000 at the NHL level. Avs forward Miko Rantanen will join Patrick Laine at SC Burn as the two continue negotiating contracts with their respective teams. Uh, Brian Lawton, Bob, told me last week that Rantanen, in addition to the contract issue, was having trouble getting his visa taken care of as well. So he wouldn't be here necessarily right now, even if he did have a deal. Alex Ovechkin will receive the Wayne Gretzky International Award for his contribution to the growth of hockey in the United States. Jim Smith, the president of USA Hockey, said that Ovi has inspired players in Washington and across the country, and it was noted in a press release that uh, hockey participation in the D.C. area has grown from about 400 participants to over 1,500 since Ovi's arrival. Edmonton Oil Kings open their regular season on Saturday in Red Deer. Sunday, they're back home hosting the Rebels at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And the U of A Golden Bears have a home-and-home against the Calgary Dinos that starts on Friday at the Claire Drake. Yeah, it's just a uh, non-conference game, uh, both for the uh, uh, Edmonton-based uh, uh, UVA Golden Bears. Is there a Bob Stoffer jersey at Ford Hall? No, there's not a Bob Stoffer jersey. Uh, I will tell you that when uh, Euler employees uh, start, uh, you get a jersey with the year that you started. So mine is 08, uh, which may have been more appropriate for me throughout most of the 1990s in the days of Moe's Sports Parlor. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us Oilers Now at 630chet.com. It is 127. The Oilers Weekend Advantage. Additional seats being released this Friday, September 20th at 10 a.m. Weekend Advantage includes Thirsty Thursdays, where Oilers fans 18 plus or older uh, get an opportunity to enjoy $5 cans of Molson Canadian occurs light through the first intermission. Third Jerseys Friday, that's where the owners will take their dynamic new alternate jerseys, which are available here at Ford Hall. Uh, Oilers will wear third jerseys every Friday night at Rogers Place. Super split Saturdays as part of Weekend Advantage. The 50-50 drop presented by Remax will become a 60-40 or 70-30 split. And... Every Sunday, we'll have the send-off Sunday where one lucky fan in attendance will win an exclusive trip for two to see the Oilers take on the Sunday opponent in a return engagement in the opponent's ring. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back at Oilers now, Kurt Hill is the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. They had a great year last year. They got a talented team this year, and they are a favorite in the Central Division. This is Oilers Now from Ford Hall. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.